But I do want to go on that DCP thing because we don't know anything about that. So yeah, it, thankfully, um, it's like very informative. Uh, I've I've been trying to I've oh, been trying to watch. Pause, um, pause goddamn! Oh my bad. Save it for the pause. See, honestly, it's fairly easy stuff. All right, we're back. We're back. So you were you were describing uh, DCP for like uh, Avatar and everything like that. So yeah, uh, so lately I've been on a journey to kind of watch uh, Avatar in 3D uh, in a theater. Um, like in a movie theater, they're probably going to release it again. So honestly, this is just, you know, I had the idea and then I just had to really prove myself to that I could do it. Right. So I, I had to go ahead and get an Avatar 3D Blu-ray, mm -hmm. then get a, uh, a Blu-ray external, you know, drive so I can go ahead and, you know, hook it up to my computer and everything and then go ahead and rip the movie and then you have to convert it into what's called an S by S uh, format, which is side by side. So you would see the left eye here and the right eye here, right? Mm -hmm. Which that could take up to like four hours just to encode. And then you would go ahead and put it into like DCP-O-Matic or whatever your, your choice of, you know, DCP making file is. And it would go ahead and overlay it. And then it would recognize it as 3D. You put in your, your you know, your different settings and everything you put into a, a hard drive or an SSD, you bring it to a, a movie theater, then you have to plug it into the computer, ingest it, which that could take up to four hours as well, which is just transferring it from the SSD or hard drive into the actual computer. And mm -hmm. then uh, figure out what channel on the projector you have to watch it on. So there's like different channels. Um, I don't know the difference on that, so I can't really tell you, but there are 3D channels instead, right? Okay. So for 3D movies, and then it goes ahead and recognizes it, plays it through the 3D. You can put the 3D glasses on and it'll look all 3D right there. Very nice. Okay. And I figured it out, which was just insane to me, honestly. Like, I, I again, I, I was trying to plug in a, a 3D Blu-ray player to the to the projector, maybe think, hopefully thinking, oh, you know, it'll recognize it as a 3D TV. Mm -hmm. It didn't. So it didn't want to play. So it, it was a very long and lengthy, expensive process to do. And I broke my computer trying to do it. <laughs> um, so I had to go ahead and uh, wipe my, my, my boot drive and get a whole new one and everything, which kind of sucked. But interesting. here we are, you know. So then if you want to project it on the big screen, DCP is the way to go. Yeah. And then you have to do the audio files separately on whatever channels you have. If you're going to want to do stereo, you can go ahead and do stereo. And I think it'll still use all of the all of the the speakers and everything but, but it'll, it'll just, be in a stereo format but it, yeah it'll just kind of like play it'll like recognize what to what what speakers to play like left and right and then um uh, so then would it still have a 3d effect to the audio no no you need to go ahead and actually master your audio in the 5.1 to actually go ahead and get that surround sound right but let's say i'm trying to watch uh, the Matrix back in, in theaters, you know, uh, it, since that already has a 5.1, you know, or at most track on it, I can go ahead and convert it with, you know, the video and everything into a DCP file, and then it'll go ahead and recognize it and use all speakers. And is there any issue with syncing? No, not at all. Because it's already set, so it oh, should so just automatically yeah, yeah. play. That's how part of the, the encoding and the export how it exports it yeah. exports the time codes yeah so with the that, time code synced yeah that that's all right there all of that is on the 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 projector computer it's they're called the dory maze right um the that uh, it runs on like a form of linux um it goes ahead and it does everything for you it just grabs that dcp file plays it no problem interesting Hmm. It's just like, a different way to export, so buddy. Don't worry, uh, I got it. Uh, I'll got take it? care of it when we have to. Do it. <laughs> All right, it's, thank you, it's, buddy. It's a really interesting thing to learn if you if you if you want to learn and you have the time to learn. But like, if you know, if let's say you know he already knows it, Tom already knows it, mm -hmm. and everything, just don't stress about it because it's a lot. Well, how can you learn it? You call Reddit, buddy. Just YouTube. YouTube, YouTube. Reddit. YouTube, YouTube, YouTube is your friend. Just, you <laughs> There's know. enough YouTube videos on. Yeah, that's actually that. a great yeah. question, a great tangent to go off on. Uh, outside education, what kind of, how do you guys educate yourselves on filmmaking? Do you use YouTube? Do you have any like channels that you would recommend to yeah. film our Riot. viewers? Yeah, we can film all say Riot. Film Riot. Film Riot. <laughs> Sorry to go on that. Fuck big Film Riot. They didn't let us. We didn't win. <laughs> we didn't win. We win. We didn't win. Fuck Film Riot. <laughs> oh, that's that's what he meant. We made a uh, for the one minute uh, short film challenges. We made one called Blink. 
We'll show you guys after. I don't know if you guys have seen. You guys it already showed us. Oh, um, yeah. Tom showed you guys everything when he was like there. Oh wow! I just whipped my dick out on day hey one. Guys, look at my canoe. And we were there to uh, see all its glory. Oh, they're like that's why. Yeah, you know, I'm surprised you guys came on the show after watching our movie. <laughs> That's why we came on the show. Oh, yeah. hey. Hey. Don't butter sorry, us up sorry. too much. I know. <laughs> Don't butter us up. We're dangerous. Shit. So yeah, let's go around. Okay. Other than film riot, what other? Do you guys have any other recommendations or what? What uh, advice have you yeah, learned Nathan, that you really? What, what would you say were some good uh, sources for you in your filmmaking exodus or odyssey? Well, the filmmaking process. Uh, I really like to watch um, mostly film riot, but is uh, there's another one as a. Uh, Peter McKinnon. He's a photographer, but he's also a filmmaker too. Oh, okay. So he'll teach you the ways of the doing a bunch of B-roll shots. So oh. he's really good at that too. So that's where I got my ideas of doing B-rolls a lot. Peter McKinnon. So uh, what's his channel? Peter McKinnon. Just that, that's it, <laughs> huh? Peter McKinnon? Okay. All right. Eric? I'll, I'll, I'll pass this in on to Alan. Alan, oh yeah, for filmmaking okay. and writing. I told so you to put your other, goddamn phones away. No, I'm just I'm just looking <laughs> through the the channels I'm subscribed to to view oh, which yeah, which ones. Yeah, are. yeah, yeah. He's not looking uh, at those. Is Twitch podcast on one of those? I will subscribe right away. Um, no, other he, than they haven't listened, only other, Eric I think has listened to an episode. Other than Film Riot, uh, yeah, fuck Film Riot. <laughs> D, DSLR guide is a big help. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. He made me oh, yeah. want to buy... Uh, I think we talked about this, actually. Did how uh, we, uh, I really want to get uh, vintage lenses. Ah, uh, yes. I did. think he was, like, kind of pushing it. Mm-hmm. But every time he does a video on vintage lenses, they, like, explode in price. Yeah. So I'm because like, oh, it's like every, everyone, everyone rushes after them. <laughs> yeah. So you gotta, yeah. You got to go on the off DSLR guide, yeah. DSLR guide. Then Stop they're... doing vintage lens videos. <laughs> I'll fucking find you. Captain Disillusion also. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Captain, Captain, Dis- Captain Disillusion does amazing visual effects breakdowns. Okay, and like, I've heard of this. Um, amazing. Actually, Stephen, do you have any that you want to shout out? I mean, I've shouted what I like. Script I like Philip Bloom. I like a script fella. Only because he was a guest on the podcast. No, I really like script fella. I mean, I think that's a really great source. So that Captain Disillusion is that what you would type into YouTube and you would find that? Yeah, that's his channel. You would type into the internet, and that's what you find. Yeah, that's you'd find. Okay. You find his like uh, breakdowns and like um, sort of myth busting. You know, over like something like ghost videos. You know, he he he'd break down like what visual effects were used or practical effects were used. He does the to- disillusion. Yeah, exactly. Who's the other good mm-hmm. one? Uh, Rocket School Jump? Oh, Rocket Jump. Rocket Jump. Freddy W. Yeah, Freddy W. Corridor. Cor- Corridor is really good. Helps a lot. Yeah. Uh, the one I'm How a big fan of. Corridor? I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Media Division. Have you guys heard of watched any Media Division? Who's the Sounds 3D familiar? guys you like? That's Corridor. Corridor. Yeah. Okay. Corridor crew. But I would also I I've been watching Media Division a lot. It's a uh, this German guy that he reviews. He does a lot of uh, matching to old film. Like in digital to like how to match like oh this is how you can look like alien without uh alien. the other good one is um where they do like the breakdown of scripts twin trials podcast oh my god <laughs> no, no, i can't no. believe you didn't mention that one no where they have the like <laughs> the folders and they're like go into our studio binder and you can get the script script breakdown oh studio binder is what it's is called. that what they're called studio yeah binder? that's okay. what it's called that's a really good source and uh, Cinema Tyler is a big. I'm a big fan of Cinema Tyler. He does video essays, though. Most. Oh yeah, Cinema Tyler is really good. Yeah, I just um, no, I haven't seen one from him. I want to also shout out my mom's YouTube. Your mom's? Yeah, my mom's YouTube. What's her YouTube? Dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So uh, going on to the next question. Uh. You got a question? <laughs> no, I didn't think that far ahead. Oh man! So yeah, how are you guys enjoying being on the show? Oh, I'm loving it so it's far. Pretty fun. I, I like it. I love yeah. it. It's a lot pretty, of tangents. It's pretty. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. That's definitely what you're we giving do. us a lot, a lot of to think about. Yeah, lot tangents are a big thing. My other YouTube, or my other, my other podcast is called A Fistful of Tangents. So shout out to that. And that's oh, on Tom's Patreon. Our, our Patreon podcast Patreon. We shouldn't we do a video. Well, we'll do a video later. We're going to do a video later. Or uh, yeah, guys, subscribe to that. Yeah. Yes, subscribe. Yeah. So, how many films have you guys done? Oh, I'm curious, Nathan. Uh, I did a lot of like a a lot of short short films with my little brother. So we did like about like five other short. And which one are you most proud of? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, my favorite one that I done with uh, my friend Vic Mendoza. 
Vic Skiverart. Shout out to him. My favorite short that we did together was the uh, Bloody Mary Horror Party. I'm the the one that's uh, scripted all and yeah, cast it all. I watched too. that one. You sent it to me. It's yeah. really good. I, I think uh, I knew it's one cool. of the actors, uh, Shane. I don't know what his last name is. Oh, you know Shane? Shane. What's his last name? I forgot. <laughs> I know the first Shout name. out to Very handsome with no very last name. Handsome looking dude, yeah. right? Model. Great director. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know Shane. He he used to work for me. <laughs> Wow, just I don't know, drop right? it like that. <laughs> used to work for me, yeah, you know. yeah. Well, I'm he did. Boss. Well, <laughs> I will say, uh, I a lot of people were. I used to work for Steven. Well, I mean, when I was there, I didn't really a do lot anything. Of people worked for me. <laughs> but yeah, I used to work for Steven because uh, he works at VVC in the photo lab. Yeah, yeah. Which so you know, if you guys are in the photo, you know, go to VVC, take some photo class. <laughs> Support You'll the arts, eh? Support the arts, eh? And, and you know, every now and then you get to see naked ladies. Uh, so wait, I'm gonna join you? that class. He said, uh, <laughs> "To see the photo what? lab in VVC." What? What? What about the naked lady? <laughs> All right, Eric. What's your favorite? Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, thank you, Nathan. <laughs> no, thank you. My favorite. F- okay, wait, wait, wait. So the question was, how many or my favorite? How, well, like, yeah, like how, how many short. have you made? What was your oh, favorite? So this is. Well, we know your baby. Yeah. Um. No, I don't know, because me and Alan and my brother, we've all done. So many things. I mean, we literally have an eleven-year-old oh, channel. Oh come on, man! Give us your favorite, dude. You know my what favorite. Was your I think. Favorite. I think honestly, my favorite would be in your audience, right? It. That's the newest one. That's out, my right? newest one. Yeah. Okay. I think that's my favorite because um, it it would. I mean, it's the second one, right? So I mean, I, I've learned so much from from a lot of it, but um, that's my favorite. Objectively, like that's the best one. Subjectively, I think I'm gonna have to go with like. Zeninja Four or something like that. Or, yeah. Very, so, um, uh, uh, so come on, give us some background. You guys are laughing, but we don't know <laughs> what the is context. Zeninja Four. Okay. What, what exactly uh, is that? Yeah, let, Eric, Eric need to know. His, his not trilogy, his saga of, oh, of movies. My, oh my goodness, that's a that's a whole thing in itself. So, um, when I was back in fourth or fifth grade, <laughs> I want to say I want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can tell by the name already, right? Uh, I want to say fourth grade. I went to Mexico. We were in Mexicali, um, right across oh, the border, shit. right? And I wanted to do a film with me and my brothers. And I was like, and I had like a, a little Lego Club magazine, right? A little, and, and it showed you how you could get a shirt and make it into like a ninja mask. And that to me was like, oh my God, this is, this is everything. This is the best thing in, in the whole wide world. Like hmm. how... Oh my God, right? So I, so I told my brother, I said, hey, look, we need to make a ninja film. I, I know how to do it now, right? And he said, and, and back then we used to do uh, like completely improvised where it was like, this is our basic, most rough idea you could ever think of. Here, we'll go shot by shot and, and, and come up with the lines and everything that we want to do then, right? But my brother hated that because he started taking video video classes. Um, I think he started going to like high school or whatever. I don't remember. But uh, <laughs> he started but, going to like uh, high school yeah. or something. Yeah, I, he, he grew up. He went to the next grade. Yeah, yeah. He was going. <laughs> he was going to high school. He took a video production class. So how much? Oh wait, how much older is your older brother? He's six years older than I am. Okay, and then and he's Alan, three years older than us. We're so all three. Years we're apart. all three years apart. Oh, okay. Cool. So it's easier to remember. Wow. You right. guys must have parents that love each other. The Menendez brothers, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, sure. Yeah. No, my, my parents love each other. Um, wow, buddy. That's great. <laughs> so Your parents so, love you? <laughs> no, Can not you tell us. Me? <laughs> they love each other, not <laughs> no, us. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, um, now we're back on the same level. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my eldest brother, Carlos, Shit's said- going to get weird real quick. <laughs> no, no. You had to make it weird. So he told me, you have to write a script or else I'm not going to do it. Oh, okay. said, well, you know, that's, a, that's really good. I said, well, well shit. Okay, well, I want to do this. And like, we need to make a ninja movie right now. So I sat myself down and I wrote three back-to-back short films. Yeah. Right? Z-Ninja 1, uh, Z-Ninja 2, and then Z-Ninja 3. That one was called, and that one was a prequel. From Xenanja one and two, so I don't know why I didn't do that one first, but I in my little hey fourth, man, that's cool. You got to do the fourth, soft reboot, man. right? My fourth grade <laughs> mind, I was just 
I was like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing in the world. I can't believe it. I'm actually doing this. Like, you know, this is so cool. Yeah. And, you know, and we made it. We actually made it when we got home and everything. And, and it was a, a, a fifth graders movie. I mean, that's, that's what it was. Um, you guys watch Cinemassacre? At all? Yes. Yeah. Game nerd. Yep. Yeah. That, okay. That's a lot of our inspiration too, actually. Yeah. Um, He's a cool guy. Very cool guy. And then um, James Rolf. Shout out. Shout out. James, James Rolf. Yeah. Uh, and then around the second one, I actually started... fuck you, James Rolf. Remember, he didn't want to be on the show. Fuck that guy. He... Whoa. <laughs> you. You. Wow. Wait. You contacted him? Yeah, of course. We <laughs> contacted. Why? Wait. Why no. do you say no? I said we, we used to email. email him, and I used to email back in the day. Really? He responded to you? Yeah. Back that in the, fucker never responded to me. This was like 2009. We used to talk about Chrono Trigger all the time through email. Chrono Trigger. What the heck? We used to talk about Chrono Trigger. And then, because I used to email everybody. Yeah. Like, I would just cold call people like crazy when I was like, Tom's when I was the guy younger. who gets people. Yeah. He's the, he's, I would just be like, he's hey, the networking man, guy. Yeah. You're the greatest person that ever lived. I will suck your dick. And then I'm like, yeah. they get on the show, right? I'll suck your dick. Thank God. Um, yeah. But yeah. I uh, hasn't had done it yet. The, uh, I, <laughs> yeah. But the offer's talk, on the table. Just, just, you'd be surprised by just reaching out who you can like actually get in the contact with. I remember we were so close to getting, you guys know uh, uh, Adam Sandberg? He did uh, the uh, Shazam. Yeah. yeah. That? Adam Pony Adam. Smasher. Yeah, Remember, Adam, we almost got Pony Smasher on the podcast. Well, yeah, and then he listened. And to then he, show. I think he listened to it, and then he stopped responding. He was like, "Fuck us. off!" But wow. yeah, we've—I mean, the guests that we've had on our show have been just amazing. I, just the people I've reached out to. It's like, oh, it's people actually will respond if you reach out. Sorry, I went on a completely different no, tangent. Right. What were that's, we talking cool. about? Your brother Nin uh, Z Ninja. That's a great title, by the way. I really like that. <laughs> oh no, um, it's terrible. <laughs> Don't lie to me, uh, Nathan. What was your first movie? My very first Your movie. first film. Ugh, Put your goddamn go- phone I, I away. I through my YouTube channel to find out. <laughs> Put well, your goddamn... This is for your brain. I'm trying to grow your mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, what the fuck? Is this what kids are today? On their phones? <laughs> Every goddamn minute? <laughs> well, my very first one is actually when I did a... <laughs> it was very stupid, but it's funny as heck, though. I me. think... It's okay for your very first film to be stupid. I'm curious to see what Stevens is because I think it's dickhead. <laughs> so, my little brother uh, and I, we did this a little short called The Box. Okay. And we were like messing around. We were like, you know what? We're going to go off the script and just see what we can come up with. Yeah. And I was like, a uh, Well, The Box sounds kind of cool. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. We, had a, we had a character in our film called Box Man. He was an unscripted character and it was just. We didn't get enough extras ever to show up to set, so we just had random crew members wear a box on their head. <laughs> but the box sounds really cool. So oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, tell us about the box. I'm talking about ourselves. Fuck off. Talking about ourselves. Like a like a product that we never seen on TV at all. So it's like, no, what? We, we should make it like a really funny commercial about the box. I love this. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So after we did that, we um. We actually put like a bunch of, because uh, we did a bunch of, um, what is it called? Um, gags, you know? Gags, gag reels. Is that, what is it called? Gag reels? Yeah. Okay, cool. Wait, so, so we, is the box just a bunch of gag reels put together? Or what? <laughs> Wait, what yeah. Is, so what the, is box the box? Was, What's in the box? We got to know. <laughs> What's in the box? In the box is just the box. <laughs> We're just selling the box. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, what are you, JJ Abrams? Okay, uh, yeah, and that's pretty funny, man. He does that box TV show kind of shit. Box mysteries, I think they call them. <laughs> Eric, uh, what was your first try? I mean, I'm guessing yours' is first, first film was the same. Whoa, sorry. Uh, did my... you just say, Tom? Yeah, I mean, oh, obviously our, our first film was the same. I am trying to look for it now. <laughs> um... What's your God. <laughs> Damn. Are you guys making that many films that you don't know your own films? We have made a lot. Well, we've made a lot, of, a lot of stupid short things. No, no, no. That's so, really yeah. commendable because we've made, well, I've made like two. So I can list them. And Tom's made a lot more than me. Yeah. Uh, but I think he can pretty much list his, right? Tom? I can. I oh, think no. I've done five. So uh, that's really, all better than anything no, called the know, box. <laughs> that's actually interesting because I think yeah. the younger generation can make films a lot more easily. Oh yeah, because because Tom absolutely, and I are, are pretty fucking old. Yeah, we're old. 
and just the difference in technology. We're way older there, than you, Nathan. You know? like, having used the cameras like with a like a side view, like it was like a that was rich people like shit. This. <laughs> A side view? What the fuck are you talking about? You got our a cameras screen? Our, my, first, <laughs> my, my first camera was a mini VHS. Like a camcorder. Like it a shot really mini small VHS. And I remember my first short film, it, it was just a, it was like two guys that were behind King's Ranch. You guys ever been to King's Ranch on 7th Street? I don't think so. Okay, so never, there used yeah, to be... Tell a, us, old man. There used <laughs> to be King's Ranch on 7th Street. There used Come to be, on, old man, tell us. There used to be a grocery store called King's Ranch, and they had a really bright light. And that was pretty important for us because we were shooting on this shitty old mini VHS camera. And it was like a, like this Wait, old... was it like The Great Gatsby where you guys were seeing that light in the distance? Yeah, dude, I'm, it was King's me. Ranch flashing shot a, in the distance. I shot a music video with a, a, a tape recorder, too. Yeah, so... I mean, this was like, I remember... Come on, tell us, old this, man. The only, so we just had a mini VHS, right? And so we, uh, I remember shooting and it was a robbery. We were shooting a robbery. <laughs> In King's Ranch. At King's Ranch. Behind King's Ranch. Oh, Jesus Christ, In the dude. middle of the night. We're, we're In probably... In the middle of the night? What time? 14. Maybe like 1, what 2 time? in the morning. At King's Ranch. King's Ranch. Everyone, it wasn't that, that is the most ghetto area in the world. <laughs> really? Oh you God. guys didn't run into trouble? No. Dude, we were with trouble. <laughs> Shit, man, I'd be scared. It was me and my buddy Manuel. Me and my buddy Manuel used to make movies like crazy together. Uh, that was, and then then my real first like legitimate attempt was I did an adaptation of the of uh, the picture of Dorian Gray that we called Still Frame, which we modernized the film to be not a portrait but a uh, photograph. And we wrote a script. I wrote a script. We shot it on with two cameras. One was the old crappy mini VHS, and the other was like the a camcorder. Oh my god, it shot in seven twenty or something, and it was <laughs> yeah. amazing. And and we combined the footage, and we couldn't actually. It was a, actually I remember it was a group project, and one of the other groups had this guy named Carson Umstead, and Carson was the only one that we knew that could transfer the VHS tape to a digital file, so we could edit the movie. Yeah. But he was in another group. And he didn't want to. And help he you. wanted us to fail. <laughs> Fuck you, Carson. Sorry, my story's going on. Um, so Carson eventually, um, Carson eventually, you know, got us the uh, the digital files of the mini VHS, and we sh- we finished the film. And that was my first real film. Uh, it's yeah, on, yeah. it's on YouTube. It's called I, I saw that Dorian Gray one. Whew. <laughs> Whew. But you know what? It was a good attempt. Hey, you have you seen The Room? <laughs> I did a, a film called The Room. That was about oh, not Tommy. Wiseau's it was about name. a demon that jumped into other people's bodies. Oh, who played the demon at the end? Me. Oh, it what was, did you do to escape the room? Oh, I psychically opened a door and closed it psychically. Honestly, you guys, if you want to feel better about yourselves, <laughs> uh, watch our films. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll make you feel like geniuses. Oh no. So no, yeah, no, it's, we're no, Steven, no, what was your first movie? Was it Dickhead? Yeah, Dickhead. It was a feature film. No, um, yeah. Are we talking about like first short or for first feature? Well, what does that quantify? Because I've been like a gaffer on stuff, and I've even acted in stuff. Oh uh, yeah, but that like counts. directing would have been Dickhead for me personally. Dickheads are a feature film, by the way. Oh, yeah, Dickhead. <sighs> Don't worry, man. Dickhead to the dickening. It's coming along. Dickening. The dickening, yeah. <laughs> Gotta check it out. <laughs> Everyone gets a dick. So I think our first film was this either this really... Okay, so we had this like series, I guess you could say, that was called Lightsaber Nerds. And we Wait, were just, what was it called? It's called Lightsaber Nerds. Lightsaber Lightsaber. Nerds. Lightsaber. Like, like Star Wars. Like lightsaber. Star Wars? Okay. And then it but would nerds. be nerds at the end. And it would be usually Alan and Carlos yep. with like toy lightsabers. Yeah. And just like fighting the shit out of each other. Yeah. Now that that was it really. Like, I mean, and we did like 11 or 12 parts of it over the span of like six years. I don't think that really counts as a film though. Cause I mean, it doesn't really have a a story, a beginning or an end. Or it's just people beating up on each other. Just, <laughs> this reminds, two kids, me, two kids with this reminds me so much of a, of a, a video we, I shot when I, was, when I was in high school. It was my two friends and they were fighting with sticks 
and I was like mouthing the Star Wars music. I'm like, dun, 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 and they're like fighting with sticks. And then my friend picked up dog shit. Oh. And he threw it. And it's like, that was like game over. We're oh, done. Oh, man. <laughs> you threw dog That's shit. Not right. Jeremy, remember, I had the video evidence. You threw dog shit at Brandon to FOIA. Steven knows him. <laughs> He, threw, he just threw dog shit. He got pissed. He, the, he was like grabbing the stick and he was like flinging the dog shit at him and then eventually just picked it up and just like threw it at him. That's just that's just cruel. That, I remember that. Sorry. Honestly, your, your that's video right. that's that's everything that. we do here. So, uh, yeah. so, you know, this podcast is aimed towards people who are just getting into this, trying to figure out how to navigate filmmaking in general. So, Nathan... What is some advice you would give to just someone starting out? Grab a camera. <laughs> That's the first thing you need to do. Is, is It doesn't matter what kind of camera you, you use. At least you're telling a good story. And uh, it doesn't matter with the audio either, right? Well, it could be, but this is more a struggle. <laughs> audio matters uh, a lot. Yeah. I would say, at least. Well, then, but Eric, it's a very struggle, though. Big struggle. Um, well, I have a question. That I'll at was I'll at for well, my final Eric, question. Go ahead and uh, my advice to just starting out people is one, use what you got, and if you don't have it, don't use it. I mean, you don't have it, right? If you think you can have it, go for it. But if you don't have it, don't don't even think about it. What's it? Like locations, actors, um, equipment so on and so forth like if i want to go ahead and get a crane shot from you know somebody's house down to to the street from somebody exiting their car yeah that's awesome and I'm very ambitious do i have a crane do i have a car do i have a house do i have the location do i have the actor i mean like these are things i need to think about right and if you don't have it don't do it don't even think about it right and also um bring the talent up before you bring up the equipment. What do you mean yeah. by that? Bring the talent up. Um, so you don't want to be the guy who has. Sorry to say this to you guys. I'm not. I'm not. Not talking about you guys. That has a red one. Fuck that. Right? Feels very pointed. <laughs> has a red one. Has all this studio grade equipment, and then you know makes two minute films of a guy like jacking off for the entire time i mean oh, like no we're well, about to read a script of mine about a guy jacking off i don't mean it towards you guys right but it's oh it's, i think he means it towards us buddy if you don't know if you don't know how to use <laughs> he looks pretty small i think i could take him <laughs> if if you guys don't <laughs> you got have his brother the, the ability <laughs> I can take both of them. Uh -oh. no offense, if Alan. you don't have the don't ability <laughs> to to use or to know how to set up a shot and actually go ahead and direct it or do whatever you're going to do, don't worry about the camera then. Don't worry about, you know, your what script writing software you have or what editing software you have. Because if you're not going to be good at it, then why are you going to spend a whole bunch of money to be bad at it? Use what you have. And that's it. I mean, get that talent up before. If you can make a great film off of an iPhone and iMovie on a shitty little laptop, and but it's still a great film, then you can go ahead and grab a you know a, a red one or a, or you know whatever you know. Once you have the talent to to bring to the equipment, that's when you get that equipment. Don't just grab the equipment right out. It's not going to make you a good film person. So then, uh, Alan, as a DP cinematographer, what would you say in response to all that? Before you answer, Alan, I got to say, preach, Eric, preach. I say, preach, we, brother. We also okay, fight. Closer to that microphone, guy. We also fight. We fight. We fight pretty hard. I think we fight pretty hard against the. Uh, there's. A, I know there's actually a technical term for this, but it's like when you want to just acquire more and more gear. We fight that pretty hard here. Like we. It's like we want the best. We want to make the best product that we can, but it's also we want to make the best product that we can, and we want to actually make it. That's and I will. That's I think echoed with what Eric was saying, and it's like, damn, if you got it, you got to use it, and it doesn't really matter. Like this is one thing um, I preach a lot, especially as for writers. If you're gonna start writing, you do not need Final Cut. You do not or Final Draft. You do not need Final Draft. You don't. You don't need a fucking. It's like 
I think I, this is something that bugs me a lot a where lot it's like, I can only write under the full moon on the third equinox. And, <laughs> un, in and you know, when I've had 18 cups of coffee and 14, I've masturbated twice. That's the <laughs> only time I can write. Wait, wait, wait. I have hey, take that one away. Take that one away. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 You can masturbate. You need, that's pretty good. You need to masturbate. But it's like, I only after I take a walk, I can only write at Denny's, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's like, Oh, I like, wrote at Diddy's. Fuck you, cocksucker. <laughs> all, I'm saying is, all I'm saying is stop. God damn you. My, one of my biggest suggestions, and I, I have a couple more, so I don't know if I'll, I'll... I want Alan to go first before I do my other ones. But one I want to iterate, which, I, which plays off of what Eric was saying, maybe, I hope, is that uh, just do it, man. Just wow, that was so inspiring. Just do it, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Like, stop finding excuses and do it. All right, Alan, it's your turn. Be better there, than there Tom. Is, there is nothing left to say. Eric, Eric said everything. Tom said it. Just do it. You just got to, you can't, you can't be too ambitious for, for what you want to do. Just use what you have. I'm going to talk about the, and make the, the, best the post process though. We didn't even touch on that. What do you mean? Like, like what's your, what's your advice for post processing and everything? Like, oh, you know, post production. Like, you don't, you don't need, <laughs> super expensive editing software to make a good edit mm-hmm. like i i move i is free and you can make amazing films with just iMovie. you know and um same with like color like you can resolve just, is free resolve is free which is which is very true that wasn't that wasn't a thing back early you know back when we were children back when we were children we used sony vegas if we were rich <laughs> i used we sony used, vegas once. it was called we used the Shiraza, uh, and we just stole it we use the play, <laughs> we use the PlayStation Three editor. I hope you guys know that. Yeah, um, PlayStation Three is is like new to me still. There are so many tools available now that we didn't have back when back when everyone, Preach, we were starting down. out. So it's there, as you were saying, Tom. There is there is no excuse. You just got to go out and do it because just do it. You will not get better otherwise. I got some other real hardcore ones, but I want Steven to go first. Well, I would reiterate. The foundational aspect of what you're all talking about, which is just the script. You just got to get a good script, you know, and if you have a good script, then you're telling a good story, right? Then you're figuring it all out, you know, because the visuals really don't matter. The, The sound will always matter more than the visuals. But if you have a good script that can land everything, then you're on a solid pace because Tom was talking about clerks early on. And one of the best things about Clerks is just that that was Kevin Smith's first movie. And the reason why Clerks stands out so much is just the writing, the script. It just hit on point at that time. I want to say something through that real quick, just super quick. Um, The thing is, is that like 90% of movies are shit. And that's just a fact of life. What movies are shit? All ninety percent. I think some. I think name them. Name them. I'll get into that. I could go for. I can get into that. But I want them to go af- after we we come back from from pizza and everything. Um, I don't want to get into that tangent right now. But no, we're we're gonna we're gonna read the script and be done. Oh, so we're all we're getting all all this we're right getting now. It out. Yeah, getting it out. Yeah, right, for sure, for sure. Okay, so there's no coming back. We're gonna just finish it up so that people can not want to work with you after this. Okay, so obviously, uh, you know, Goodfellas is the worst movie uh, known to mankind. Um, hey, you know what? I actually don't like Goodfellas. Oh my God, Tom. I was just joking, man. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> I don't like Goodfellas. I hate Ray Liotta. I know he's dead, so rip and pe- rip. Rest in peace. Uh, but I don't like Ray Liotta. Let's I see, don't like think, bad objectively I think films, he ruins movies I'm going to say like Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, Morbius. Um, those are the only You're ones that are coming Andrew to Garfield, mind right now. dude. What the fuck's wrong with you? Okay. No, the uh, first Amazing Spider-Man is good. The first Amazing Spider-Man I like, but the second one it suffers from uh, overstuffed plot lines. Um, Thor: Love and Thunder. Garbage. You saw it. Thor: I Ragnarok. Did, Thor: Ragnarok. Um, I, that Whoa, one is actually the only one I like. Did you see? That's, uh, that's a what, better movie. What's her name? But Black Widow. No, and Thor: Ragnarok. Oh. Natalie Portman. Na- no, no. no. Uh, Kate Blanchett. Hello. Yes. Um, I'm but, really excited to do the film school thing. If you guys are down, I'm dead fucking serious. Yeah, I'm down too. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, uh, this is gonna be yeah, fun. Um, 
Eternals. You're going to watch her. Her, like, with Joaquin Phoenix? Phoenix. Have you seen it? Yeah. Love that oh, movie. Fuck. Amazing movie. How could you not like that, dude? That's Have you seen Lost in Translation? You're, uh, What's up? Have you seen Lost in Translation? I've heard about it, but I've never seen it. Okay, we're talking. All right. We got to educate some people. Hey. Have you heard a Tokyo story? Oh, uh, no. Don't watch that yet. Tokyo story. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of a lot of movies are going to be bad to a lot of people. So it's just like, don't stress about really like trying to make the best script ever in the world. Because really, it's not possible. It's never going to happen. You're never going to do it. So, oh, you're about to read the best script. Well, ever. then, Alan, what would you say on in the range of cinematography, videography, uh, director of photography? What would you say? What like the worst movie? No, no, no. Just like, well, how do you make a movie feel like a movie? That's that's a question we get asked um, by you know, all day. Because you could see something that looks cheap. Uh, but a, how do you make a film feel like it's a film? A, the people that most the, the the thing that most people gravitate towards is the camera, yeah. and the camera plays a big part in it. But I feel lighting and shot composition are mm-hmm. are are the the absolute biggest things. You know, because if you have if you make a great storyboard and you have good shot composition, and make every shot look like art, then that that's um worth a million times more. Than uh, a red one, or like they a, just a light the a, shit on us all day, don't they, buddy? A black yeah, magic do. Ursa, and that's not that's not trying to shit on you guys. They're trying like, to shit on us like no, all no, day. No, no, You're making Tom not. feel threatened. He's you guys, really you guys he's threat- really big. All, all I want to say is you guys threatened us. We're just we're yes, we're just clapping. Wait, how do we threaten you? Wait, what the fuck? How you said you can take on me and Alan. So that's, no, 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 don't hold say. On, hold on, that's we threat. said that. He, Tom, said that. <laughs> hold on. Both of you said that. Uh, so I'm Danny I, DeVito. Don't you understand? <laughs> oh no, Sergeant Dago said that. So <laughs> both of you guys said that. So we took that to great offense. Me I, and I, uh, I do not believe in violence, except except in when it comes to that red one. <laughs> it's just I don't understand why you guys are picking on us so much. You know, just, <laughs> not. it's just it's, that's I the only camera I can I'm really also, name I'm off the top of my head. I'm also kidding. I'm kidding. Do you want us to say Arya Lex instead, just to not no, hurt your feelings? No, I want Aria you to Lex say whatever you want to say because I'm I'm joking. <laughs> I promise. Yeah, lighting is 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 like one of the one of the biggest things because you can you can really tell a story with lighting and shot composition without any audio. So like silence, like silent films. Are, are a great example of of, of great filmmaking. Have you guys seen Sunrise, a song of uh, two lovers? Oh shit! Or uh, Joan of Arc. Have you seen Joan of Arc? Oh my god, you guys! You know that's isn't that? Hey, isn't we, that, we got kind of shit to show you guys, but it's kind of exciting, right? Like we ha- like, isn't it make you feel like we're like introducing some cool shit to some new <laughs> filmmakers, man? Like it's talking cool. like the old man, but seriously, um, when you say. Uh, lighting and film composition. What do you What do you mean exactly? So stuff like Mr. Robot, that um, a lot of shots aren't really focused on the characters, more on the background, because it treat, a lot of times it treats the background and like the environment also as a character, other than just the people that are that are talking. So it expands upon it. It expand it expands upon upon characters and and even just like shots. So then, you know, how do you capture that? Then it's taking into account um, the environment that the characters are placed in, mm-hmm. and what you know, what you fill that 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 room with. Because it's it's easy to just put two two people in front of a camera and just focus on them using the rule of thirds and the one eighty degree rule. Yeah, but you need to understand that. Can you tell me what the one eighty degree rule is? So you have two characters facing towards each other. Yeah, in a um, in a shot. So if they're horizontal you can only go 180 degrees to one side mm-hmm. uh, and to the other before it starts to feel disorienting to the audience why does that feel disorientating uh it, it for the audience it seems like you can't really you don't really it's jumping around a lot is what it is um, so, so so it just distracts people's it, it, it can it can distract people from um i like from how really you're, like i like looking how at that you're asking lines. him this i think i think a good you a, know the answer good, a good way to help them out yeah, is like uh, <laughs> it, it's kind of like they're you know one character's on the right and then one character's on the left and yeah. it looks like they have a line of sight to each other right yeah. but then if both characters are on the right it just looks very awkward and it doesn't it doesn't work it doesn't look like they're yeah. talking to each other have funny. you guys found that out in like posts and stuff 
that and al- that also also through experience. through YouTube videos and stuff like that and and yeah. um, high school times. high school classes. Mm-hmm. But um, breaking the one eighty degree rule can be used to an advantage. Mm-hmm. So, um, I agree. And, and how would a, you use that to the advantage to like breaking that rule? This is where instructor Steven comes out. So um, just just like using a Dutch angle, if you want something to feel off or awkward about a certain situation, how about you, you can, describe you can, a Dutch angle to our Dutch audience? angle? Um, get up a, a perfectly straight and symmetrical shot, twist it a little bit. I would and, say and about it, thirty degrees. Thirty degrees. I would say thirty degrees, to forty. Just to, no, to forty-five. Just for too, it to feel off, not completely straight or safe. How how often do you use that to convey your meaning? Like, you know what I'm saying? We don't do a lot of films that require things like that. Like, untitled, we do like traditional uh, ro- traditional films. Like you mean more like more Western Hollywood cinema? More like modern. Um, yeah, more like just. What's the way to really explain it? Um, I don't want to say boring because mm-hmm. that's just not the right word. But yeah. I think more of like we're not trying to go for for a unicorn movie. Unicorn movie, what right? So mean? like, so like you know this this mythical creature that you know that exists in our mind. You know, we're not trying to go for that where it's just you know you look at it and you're in awe because it's so different yet so alike. We're going for like just a normal horse. You know what I mean? Like you can see a horse in real life and be like, oh, that's cool. Right? I can, I, I understand what you're saying, but I guess what I would ask is, doesn't that help further tell the story? Isn't it not so much an answer of what is typical? What, it, what is typical and what is actually servicing the story better? So if a Dutch angle services the story better, is that something that you would avoid? Or is it, do you, is that something that you are trying to understand or do you not, does that not fit into what you're yeah. trying to say? It's more of like it doesn't fit into what we're trying to to trying to convey in our in the emotion of our films, you know? Like um uh I I don't know why the word traditional comes to mind, but it's just more of like, you know, um breaking the 180 degree rule for us is is more of like an accident. Um it's been in an accident uh, a good amount of times, but not like all the time, but like we don't really make like uh, you know, thought-provoking social commentaries on you know what's going on in the outer world. We just make what's what seems like a good story to us. Okay, and that makes sense. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's something to think upon. Yeah, for sure. I would say that's something that's uh kind of a foreign idea to me. Yeah. What so do you mean, foreign idea? To it's you? a foreign idea to me because to me, I'm trying to figure out the best way to tell the story at all times. I don't think about. I guess you. I guess maybe I'm getting hung up on the way you say traditional, like a traditional way of telling a story. Because I'm thinking that just means like, I maybe that that's a, my understanding of that is is true. What is true and a, a trusted practice, as opposed to maybe like it's like we're just making it the way we've seen movies being made before, as opposed to what's servicing the story best. I wouldn't say like that. That it isn't us, you know, spitting in the face of, you know, Dutch angles or, you know, breaking the 180 degree rule for, for, for serving in the story. If, you know, if I'm, you know, saying, oh, well, this scene's supposed to be intense and you're supposed to feel disoriented and you're not, you know, you're supposed to feel all over the place. And Alan goes in and tells me like, well, this is what, this is what's going to work. Then that's what's going to work. Let's go ahead and do that. Right. But the stories that at least I make don't require that all too much. And that's, I think, something that I'm trying to go ahead and branch out a little more on is um, like actually making something that can challenge uh, Alan and I to go out of our bounds and out of our barriers, right? So to not to, to be more experimental with what with what we're trying to do. I'm curious, have you seen a lot of Wes Anderson films? Yes. I love Wes Anderson. <laughs> I love. Yeah, I love. I, I, I haven't I, seen all of his films, but I've seen about three or four. Okay, because I, I was, I don't know why, but I, well, as you were talking, I was thinking of Wes Anderson because you mentioned theater and I'm thinking of Rushmore. And uh, I think when it comes to like, like I, I, I don't know why, but I get like a Wes Anderson vibe from you guys in a sense. But it's also, but I don't know if you guys are like trying to be that extreme where do you, do you feel, and Nathan, I want you to answer this as well. Do you feel you have a style that you 
that you go to, you fall back on. Do you have your voice, your style? Do you think you understand that yet? Nathan, you want to go first? I honestly, for that part, um, I'm still putting my toes in the waters still. Like, I haven't found my style yet. Like, I'm still searching for it, you know? So, I, hey, that's I, perfect. That's perfectly fine. And I think that's a really respectable answer because I think I would be curious. I'm curious to see what uh, Eric and Alan think, but I think well, it's so it's so hard to to know. Well, then I would that's ask a, you guys, a confidence I don't understand is how do you find that style? How do you find your voice? Personally, I couldn't say what my voice is. Okay. I don't think I've made enough films outside of high school movies to really understand what my voice could be. If that makes sense. No, that right. makes a lot of sense, yeah. Um, I agree with Eric. But I do I do think very little to to no score, nothing but, you know, um, licensed music, copyrighted music is a part of my voice, right? Um, we don't, you know, especially my features, I don't use a little to no score. I'm talking, you know, like it's going to be music that you know or music that you've never heard of or like, you know, most obscure song ever or the most well-known song ever. That's I said gonna... Wes Anderson. Like, I, I don't know how I picked up on that. Maybe it's I'm on a higher plane of existence. I should let him fucking talk, God damn it. <laughs> I'll take you. <laughs> I can take you, motherfucker. Danny? <laughs> Sorry, Eric. Sorry, no, Eric. you're okay. You're okay. It's no problem. But I think that's a part of my voice. Um, I definitely think like really peculiar humor is also part of my voice as a director, um, and a writer. I, uh, you know, I don't really like my, 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 my movies won't be funny to everybody and they're not going to be funny to everybody. And I don't want them to be funny to everybody. Right. Like it's just, it's not the way it is and it won't, it won't ever happen, but. So you're not playing to the audience. I'm playing to myself. Really? Honestly? Hey, that's, that's what I always way? say. And Steven always says I'm a no, no, jackass. No, no, no. Do you think that's the only way you can go then? Playing to yourself? You know, I, I, I definitely know it's not sustainable, but I mean, it's, it's what makes me happy. If that makes sense. Like, um, again, I've, I've, I, I said this in the beginning of the episode. Um, I do it for the art and not for the profit or the, yeah. you know, I, I hope to God that people like it. I hope, you know, when, you know, when I show you guys in your audience, you guys can, you know, at least be like, oh, I respect it enough to, to, to say that it, it was an enjoyable experience or it was, you know, shot well, or, you know, at least something good about it. But if you guys don't like it, then you guys don't like no, it. Fuck off. Right. I mean, like, yeah. there's nothing really I can do. So right? then Alan, how difficult is that to achieve, you know, that distinct voice? I I don't know honestly. I don't if I do have like a voice a distinct thing that I do then I haven't noticed it yet. But I feel like that's something you can only gain through experience and looking back on what you've done mm -hmm. and and looking at the the similarities between everything. Back then fade outs used to be my thing. <laughs> you would fade, fade out after everything. Fade out would be like written in the script. End scene, fade out. Fade in okay. and then beginning of the scene. But then I, you know, I kind of, especially like, let, let's say Z Ninja, right? I was talking about it a little earlier. Uh, every single scene that you see, fade out, fade in, fade out, fade in, fade out, fade in. And it's a little like seven minute thing. And there's like seven fade outs. So that helps with the transition. Yeah. The story. Right? I mean, like it, 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 <laughs> it was shot around the house. So yeah, I guess you can say it, it, it helps out. But, um, but definitely now I use, uh, I, it kind of, I think the overuse of fade outs kind of taught me the significance of fade outs. So, so now I don't use fade outs unless I think it's completely necessary. Well, when you say the overuse of fade outs, then how are you going to use them? Let's to... say, let's say in your audience. Yeah. Right. Not to spoil the movie, but um, at the end of the movie, a character walks away and then we stay on screen. Right. And then we see the words, the end drawn onto the screen yeah it stays there for a second or two and then it fades out right because okay. i want I, I i want the the emotion that that you felt from him looking past the camera and 
choosing to walk away and seeing his decision made, seeing the empty shot, and then seeing this is over, that's the end, you have no more shots. And then you, and then it's, you know, and, but yeah, it's still, there's still something there and it lingers, but it's fading away. You know, that's like a good use of, a, at least in my opinion, it might not be good to you guys if you guys didn't pick up on that the first time you watched it. But, you know, I think that would be a good use of a fade out or, you know, something to, like that. To transition into the to, next. To transition into the next. If, if characters, you know, are, um, are under the influence and you know you need to show oh, them. Oh, yeah, under yeah, the yeah. influence, right here, right? Uh, whoa, under whoa, whoa. the influence. And <laughs> what are you to, saying? You need to show. Stop them, talking about a red one. <laughs> <laughs> show them making a bad decision, mm-hmm. right? They do the bad decision, and then you, you, and then you stay on it, and it fades out. It lingers, you know. And it's like, to, as the audience, you should kind of feel like, oh shit, he really just, they really just did that, mm. right? And it's still there, and you're like, is no way. Something like that, you know? That's at least how I see fades out, fade outs now, so. No, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the way I see it is with any film, there has to be motivation behind every shot. So why are you showing me this next shot? What's the motivation behind that, you know? And, and I think you always have to have the answer for that. And I don't think a lot of films really explain why we're looking at a next shot. It's just the next shot to kind of keep the audience engaged, right? Because an audience will get bored with a shot that's static. So then you need to switch it up. And as a filmmaker, it's like, eh, I don't, maybe we need to linger a little longer. And just in contemporary films, there's no lingering. We're just, as soon as we cut, boom, 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 we cut to whatever else. And I think that's because a lot of, a lot of, younger audiences nowadays don't have the attention span for it. I don't know if that's true. I, I, I honestly, when I hear that, I think that's a little cheap and I'm not criticizing you on that. I feel but, criticized right now. No, but I, I, I think that audience can hang on a shot, but you, you just got to give them a reason to. Yeah. And there's not a lot of reason to hang on anything, you know? And so then we got to just snap to the next shot. And of course, just constantly hitting people with shot after shot after shot after shot. Like, yeah, that'll keep someone entertained for so long, but that might not keep their, I don't know, their attention or whatnot. Because how many new films have you seen that you remember that really stay with you, right? You mentioned Star Wars and whatnot. Yeah. You know, those older films, uh, Back to the Future, (laughs) you know, like those films came out so much later, whereas you have a lot of new films that are yeah. coming out like Thor, Love and Thunder or any of those films where, yeah, they feel technically perfect, but they just don't resonate within you and they don't stay with you. Yeah. That sounds pretty nice, buddy. I don't think I like Thor, Love and Thunder all too much. I just want to I haven't say seen that. it. I won't see it, but that's just me. I don't, um, I'll see it. Steven, I have a question for you and then you guys can respond to that and then I want to say a few things and we'll read the script and then we'll eat some pizza. So Steven, what is, what is your advice to starting out filmmakers and maybe the audience or the room in here? Well, I would kind of uh, reiterate what Nathan was kind of getting at where it's like, you just got to get a good script. If you get the good script right, then you're going to succeed. Like with when you were talking about Clerks, you know, one of the reasons why I think Clerk stands out is because those characters resonate. What they're talking about at that time resonates. If you can get the writing to really resonate with an audience, then you're going to be able to succeed at that. And I mean, as terrible as it always sounds, you know, you just got to get the script right. If you can get the script right, then everything else will fall into place. You know, like, the cinematography might suck, the directing might suck, but if the if the script really just resonates with people, that can really just shine. And the script is the most basic thing that you can do right because the script requires nothing. You know, the script exists in all of us. It is what it is. It's going to be as great as it is. But if you can make that shine, then you can succeed. That's very well said. Any response to that? 
Right, fuck off, Steven. All right. I'll, I want to give my advice, read the script, and we'll, we'll wrap for pizza. How's that sound, everybody? All right. That sounds like Tom's script. So what I wanted to say, what I wanted to say is, and this is something I hate bringing up, but it's something I think is important to bring up, is that you have to also remember that filmmaking has like, there's like that business side of filmmaking. You are taking people's time. Um, so it's important to be, to have that organization, that business think, the level of organization where it's like, okay, if we're going to do an eight hour shoot or 12 hour shoot or 16 hour shoot, like we have to plan for that, make sure everyone understands that we need to have health, uh, safety in mind. We have to have all these things in mind. And you have to remember that these are real people that can get in real danger and these are real people's times. And so just want to, you know, throw that out there that everyone remembers that as they're, uh, they're making their films. And, you know, I think that's very important. Stay creative, my guys. Yes. Stay creative. I like that. We're going to read uh, a script I wrote. By Thomas Casper. Who's, who's narrator? Sorry. Uh, who's who, everybody, director? Okay, Mr. Who, director. Who, who Mr. Director, man. Who, I think Neil, you're doing Mr. Neil. Director. I'm doing Eric, Neil. I'm then you should Neil. do narrator slash action. Wait, who's everyone else? What uh, if I Steven, want to be narrator? Uh, you want to do narrator? Yeah, that'd be cool. No, he needs to be an actor. He's doing acting. There's five roles There's and five a narrator. Roles. You be the narrator, fucker. No. Someone else will be a narrator. I'll be the narrator. I'll do the narrator. No, I'll do the narrator. I think okay, I'm the most radio not, friendly. Okay. But no, Hold on. Let's not fight. Who wants? Who's doing narrator? I'll do the narration. I want the everyone you? else to be actors. No, how, don't you take my narration. Five roles. Don't take my narration. Five roles plus narration and action. Do I not have a narrating voice? Yeah, you do actually. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Alan, you're gonna be a narrator. Alan, your narration and action, and you better read my jokes good, or I'm gonna fucking kill you. Um, I Matt is Steven. You're Matt. I don't want to. How is How is Steven? He's an old con artist. Hey God. Okay. <laughs> oh God. Are, we, are like we doing that. crazy voices, or are we just you do whatever you do feel. what what you feel? But you gotta listen to the director. What are you telling that? Who's everybody? Director. Look, I gave you guys a kind of an idea of who you are. Who's who wants to be a bastard named Carl? Okay, a bastard named Carl, that's going to be Alan, as, as long as narration. You're a medium, Steven. You're an old con artist medium. All right. Who wants to be a loser named Fred? Nathan, you want to be that's a loser me. named Fred? You're good. <laughs> a fucker named Jack. Who wants to be a fucker named Jack? That's you. I'll be a fucker named Jack. Tell me tell me about the ghost. What kind of ghost was he? I'm you, uh, what kind of ghost you is killed he? yourself. I killed myself? Yeah. Well, so, so my so life sad. was pretty sad back then. Yes. You're a ghost named Neil. Neil was originally supposed to read the action. Of course you have an accent. If Uh, you want an accent. No, Eddie, Eddie, do you want to read the action? No, I'm okay. Because you have the least amount of lines. Oh, then I want to be a fucker named Jack. Okay, you'd be a fucker named Jack. What What kind of fucker am I? Am I a motherfucker or just a fucker? fucker? You're a fucker fucker. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you fuck mothers too. Who knows? Uh, Okay. Wait, who's Nathan? Nathan's uh, Fred. I'm Fred. Fred. Losing name Fred. Fred. Nathan, Fred. you sound like Do Fred. I read the, 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 <laughs> Hi, the I'm scene? Fred. <laughs> yeah, read, read everything. Okay. All right, Alan. For sure. Bring Inter- us in, Alan. Interior. No, you got to read the uh, title script. Here. Oh, okay, okay. Uh-huh. Fine, 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 fine. You got to tell us. Title wow. script. Title. Wow. Spooky Ghosts or How I Learned to Seance. Written huh. by, huh. written by <laughs> the friendliest <laughs> no, ghost. Say- <laughs> Saying it out loud got me actually because I, I understand it now. Seance. Yeah, oh, that was say- so funny. Uh, the friendliest ghost. Oh, who's a. F- My last name's Casper. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Casper's funny. I like that. Yeah. Actually. All right. Where's Interior <laughs> Matt's spiritual communication shop, midnight. Hidden deep within the bowels of the city rests a small, stinky shithole named Matt's Spiritual Communications Shop. Three friends visit in the hopes to obtain the location of a lost hidden treasure from their childhood. Situated in the medium's cramped shop is a folding table with a cheap plastic tablecloth, only $1.09 from the 99-cent store. The men sit in plastic chairs around the plastic tablecloth dressing, dressing the plastic folding table. Matt is a 37-year-old medium. He has actually managed to speak to a real spirit. Well, that, that feels a little uh, that feels a little uh, pointed at me. Uh, Eric, Eric, you know, you're, you worked with actors a lot, you know. Tell me if I suck. You're terrible. I haven't even read the first line. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, you know, let's sit down. 
Everybody, let's get together. Please join hands. It's vital that you never release your grip or the seance will be broken. Are you you going for like a, a, uh, a, a, Jeff, a Goldblum Jeff Goldblum kind of thing? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, god damn it. I would say, this uh, is Hunter S. Thompson. Hunter S. Thompson myself. God damn it. They, they, they don't know, buddy. <laughs> they don't know. Uh, the sense will be broken, uh, Jack. Oh, I'm, oh ad-libbing, ad-libbing is totally fine, by the way. Oh, okay. Wait, hold on. I'm Jack, right? You're Jack. Okay, I'm a fucker named Who Jack. Who the fuck is Jack? Oh, hey, Jack. Uh, <laughs> grab everyone's hands and let's uh, kumbaya, you know? Not a problem. Everyone, hold your goddamn fucking hands. Hey, I, I don't want to touch friends. They're, they're sweaty. Fucking gross. Like, he smells like a fucking trash can, bro. It's fucking disgusting. The fuck? Who's Nathan, Fred? come on. It's Who's all Fred? you. <laughs> Sorry, Carl. I do not <laughs> use buddy Thray. Brew, buddy. You use Brew. <laughs> all right, all right, Bruce all right, Spice. all right. Please, everybody, please. Harmony and love. Listen, fuck you. This better work. I Carl, swear to fucking God. Carl, shut the fuck up and listen to the goddamn seance, man. Fuck you. The men all lock hands. Fred tries to interlock his fingers with Carl. Cut that out, Fred. Fuck you. Fucking do that shit to me. <laughs> I thought we were holding hands. We are. Okay, <laughs> remember what we're here for. Neil, and of course the treasure we buried as children. The candles light as Matt presses a switch on the floor. It's so audible it doesn't impress anyone. <laughs> All right now, everyone. Think of your friend. Think of... What was his name? What was his name? Name. What was his name? <laughs> well, what was his Neil, name? I miss you, buddy. You're the only one that I actually like me. <laughs> That's the truth. Neil, we need your help. I got bills to pay, bills to feed. Come on, bro. Fuck Neil, you. I'm sorry. All right, you were asleep and then you had morning wood. I, I, we need you now, buddy. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. What are you sorry about, Jack? Yeah, Jack, why are you sorry? What the fuck did you do to Neil, motherfucker? Okay, yeah. Uh, Ooh, nothing. Down. I, uh, I wanted to apologize for him dying and all that. That was too much ad-libbing. <laughs> Go with the script. <laughs> Jack. You're Matt. Oh, it's my turn? <laughs> yeah. This is the only line I read word for word. Okay, all right, all right. okay, okay, okay. okay. Now we're getting somewhere. Uh, what are you sorry about, Jack? No, how did Neil die? <laughs> what? <laughs> the I wa- what are you sorry about, Jack? What are you talking about? <laughs> how did Neil die? How did Neil die? He killed himself. Tragic. <laughs> wow, thank you. The table shakes. Real good reading. <laughs> the table shakes. They can hear Matt's feet moving the table. All right, so he's uh, getting restless. Uh, speak your truths and all will be revealed. Neil, I love you. I really did. Remember that one time we kissed. <laughs> <laughs> Car releases his hand from Fred. What the fuck? Fred. It was a dear. I love him. He got married. I know, and I fucked his wife. What the fuck is wrong with you? Jack, how could you? The table begins to violently shake. Matt gets nervous. Okay, okay. Uh, Something is happening. Oh, spirit. If you are Neil, show us a sign. The candle falls in Jack's lap, igniting his dick. Ah, shit. Ah! I I think my hepatitis is acting up. Oh, fuck, my cock's on fire. Jack leaps up, grabs a cup, and pours it. The liquid spreads the fire over his body. What the fuck? It wasn't water? <laughs> no, I'm an alcoholic. Neil. Neil. Oh, shit, that's the wrong one. Neil, Neil, I love you. The spirit of Neil appears. All right, all right. I loved you too, Fred. Just not like that, all right? You know, it was this mutual love, you know, platonic love. But, but you should really learn to love yourself. Also, fuck you, Carl. Fuck you, Neil. What the fuck? Fuck you, Carl. Fuck you, Neil. What the fuck? Jack violently rolls around on the floor, screaming. <laughs> the fire finally goes out. <laughs> Neil! A real spirit. It's my lucky day. Man, you fucking suck. I'm all here to kill Jack and Neil. What, I mean, Carl. What, what the fuck? <laughs> Why me? What the fuck? You killed me. You made it look like suicide, but you were just trying to get my money. 
Oh, yeah. I guess I didn't think <laughs> you would figure that out. You strangled me face to face. Uh, no. Okay, well, yeah, but I didn't think Fred snaps and leads over, choking Carl. Look. I fucked your wife, Neil. All right? But, but it was her idea. She said that I was just a better man than you. <laughs> she told me that my cock looked bigger than yours, which, I mean, what? I knew it whoa, wasn't whoa, true. Whoa. You know, you know, hey, you don't gotta go to a death. <laughs> <laughs> And I die. Jack dies. Oh. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Okay, I see things are getting out of hand. We should really reconsider meeting another time. Carl throws Fred off of him, and he lands on Jack's smoldering corpse. I am not entirely sure how to kill a ghost, but I will figure it out and kill you again, motherfucker. Good luck, dumbass. Fuck you. Carl throws the Fuck plastic you? table across the room. The cheap candles fall to the floor and ignite the old dry wooden floorboards. Boards. Where is the treasure? I'll kill Fred. Fred rolls off Jack's corpse. Hey, now. Now. No need to do that. I hate all of you. I just want that fucking treasure, motherfuckers. There is no treasure, Carl, you fucking idiot. I sold it. I left all the money to Fred, you goddamn moron. Carl steams and looks over to Fred. You had the money the entire time? Yeah. I thought you wanted to find the old Pokemon cards we buried. Where are those time, Neil? Down at the clubhouse, dude. Oh, yeah? Fred leaps to his feet and runs out of the room. Carl chases him. The medium shop burns. All right, buddy. You're up. I was looking at my phone. Uh, Hey, everyone's still here, huh? All right, Fred. Um, so uh, how's it going? Pretty fucking yourself. Uh, same heaven or hell, you know. What? Ah, uh, well, think I'll go to heaven or hell. Why don't you take a minute to think about that? Huh? Why don't you take a few minutes, you fucking uh, idiot? Uh, I think you might have a good idea. Uh, the fire engulfs the walls in the stench of burning plastic, and Jack filled a smoky room. Well, I guess you can move on now. Be gone, spirit! Neil the ghost flips off and Matt vanishes. Matt grabs an unbroken bottle of Everclear, uncorks it, and takes a swig. Matt leaves the shop. (sighs) Cut to exterior, outside, Matt's shop, midnight. Carl is beating Fred to death in the alley outside, (laughs) Matt's shop. I'll split it with you. I'll split your fucking head, bro. What the fuck? Carl snaps Fred's neck with a violent kick. Fucking hell! Matt finishes Damn. the bottle. <laughs> you fucker. See what you did, motherfucker. Fuck. <laughs> Me? <laughs> you just stomped this guy to death. Now you got nothing. <laughs> motherfucker. What about you? Your goddamn huh? shop just burned down. Ah, uh, well, yeah, I had great fire insurance. Was going to burn down the shop tonight anyway. Ghost of Fred appears. Fred's ghost pulls Carl into the burning building, which collapses as he kicks and screams. (laughs) (laughs) Matt drops drops the empty glass bottle, causing it to shatter on the ground, leaving the alley and turning down the street. Sounds of fire engines and sirens scream towards the scene. Fade out. The end. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Hey, you guys want to do a film with us? (laughs) (laughs) I am so down for that. Yes. What did you guys think of? uh, Quality filmmakers here. Spooky ghosts. That was pretty fun. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm just wondering what the moral was. Yeah. Don't fuck Fred's wife or Neil's (laughs) wife. Yeah, that's true. Don't fuck people. It was her idea. (laughs) And don't take Carl's money. It was her idea. And cut.